what's going on everybody good evening good evening how are you guys and if, and if you're in another country good morning or so i don't know because it's <laughs> it's different time zones different people watching us at different times we appreciate everybody in the chat how you doing everybody um we have a special episode again today you requested it you wanted it we have matt carolee back again people he was amazing that first show and you requested it you definitely wanted him back and he's here once again so just want to go ahead and give him a hello hello how are you today matt Doing well, Maggie. Thank you. It's it's good to be back with y'all. Uh, enjoyed it a couple of weeks ago, and uh, quite a bit's happened in Falcons land. Uh, oh, yes. Looking forward to getting into it with y'all. Okay, okay. And before we get into this, let's go ahead, in case no one know who we are, let's get into okay. the top. This right above me. Who are we speaking to? Who is this in the top? <laughs> it's nobody now. <laughs> I'm That's K Styles. <laughs> That's K Styles. And to his left. Ooh, can you read? Can you read the, the what what is that? Well, you got you got you got wax. Matt Ryan's love. The man scientist, aka Matt Mike. Y'all already know who it is, man. Appreciate everybody for joining us. And the guy below. Who are thy? Who are thee? Who be you? Just Matt Carroll, you know, uh, Dawkins free agent right now, uh, formerly of uh, Blogging Dirty, Rise Up Reader, Falcon Central Radio, Aaron Freeman, as everyone knows, is front of me, best robbery going right now on Twitter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, again, great to be here, guys. Let's get into it. What do we want to talk about first? Let's see what we're talking about first, uh, Mike. And then, of course, I miss Maggie T. Of course, if y'all know who I am, I am the operator of all of this, the head lady in charge, as always. But what are we talking about today? Since we're talking about Matt Ryan loving, want to start there? <laughs> I think that's a great place yeah. to start. Hey, that's, that's it. Um, there's, a lot, there's been a lot of controversy whether or not um, what exactly does this restructure uh, means for Matt Ryan. Um, for me personally, I have my own personal ideas, and I think most of the fans, uh, uh, the people of Atlanta Falcons Nation, they kind of know where I stand, where Maggie, myself, K-Styles, um, the crew of AFN, uh, where we stand on the matter, but we don't know where what Matt Kelly, where does Matt stand with this? Is, what does this restructure mean to you? I'm sure for those that, that know me already, they, they have a pretty good idea of where I stand, and, it, and it's on the same side as you guys. I mean, I, I think to do this move, to, to do the max restructure with Matt Ryan and move you know, $14 million of guaranteed money down the line, locking it in in future cap years, to me, I, I don't see how you move on from him after next year. Because that, that was the thought was, yeah, he's, he's locked in this year, but 2022 is a little uncertain. To do this, uh, I think it locks him in for 2022 as well now. Because, um, again, I, I said this on Twitter last night. The only restructures they've done thus far is Jake Matthews to start. They did a, a max restructure for him. 
And then the second one was Matt Ryan. They they could have done it for Grady Jarrett. They could have done it for Deion Jones, two younger players, two players that you think are going to be in Atlanta a lot longer than Matt Ryan. But they didn't. They did it to Matt Ryan. And I think that's very telling that they locked him in and they didn't do so with Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones when they could have saved the same amount of money by restructuring both of those guys that they did with Matt Ryan's deal. Um, so, so all this talk, you know, the report from the athletic that Terry Fontenot had no choice. He, he did have a choice right now. He, he could have chose Grady Jarrett and Deion Jones first. And then if he needed to touch Matt Ryan, say they got a bigger fish in free agency, which they haven't thus far, then they could have looked to his deal. They didn't need to do it right now, but they did. And I think that's very telling. And I think it, it means they're going to build around Matt for a couple more years. You agree with that one? Wow. Um, nice. Hey, but I want to make this clear, okay? Matt Carley, I've been following him for a long time, okay? Matt Carley are not best friends, okay? We mm. we 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 talk on Twitter. I, I follow him on Twitter. This is not a case of me bringing in a guy and Matt. <laughs> All right, we need you to, you know, corroborate my, like, you need to go and corroborate my story. This is not the case. This is his own thoughts on what's going on. We had nothing to do with it. I am innocent, okay? I am innocent of all charges. Yeah, again, if you've been following me long enough, you know, kind of, I, I, I've been on the whole, the timing of this, the economics of this, it doesn't make sense right now to move on from Matt in a year or two. Um, I, I think you're gonna see in Atlanta what what you've seen in New Orleans and, and Pittsburgh, and they're gonna let it ride out a little bit longer here um, with QB1, with number two leading the way. That's just my opinion. We'll see. I mean, smoke screen season is upon us or is approaching. So there's a lot of talk out there. And, and you know, one of the suggestions is they did this too so that they kind of you know, camouflage what they want to do in the draft. And and that's, you know, again, that's what you're trying to do. You don't want to tip your hand at all on, on where, which way they're leaning in the draft and free agency and all that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, by, by doing this restructure, if they were to move on from Matt Ryan after next year and it's not a post-June 1 cut, they would break the record that the Eagles just broke with Carson Wentz with most dead money for a single player. The Eagles are sitting on $33 million or so of dead money with Carson Wentz. If they cut Matt Ryan before June 1st, it'd be $40 million. I don't see them doing that. I mean, they, they could do the post-June one and split it up, but at that point, you're not getting the benefit anymore. So you know, you're kind of stuck, and you can't build around your future quarterback. So what good is that? Um, I, I just think they have the core in place, and I think – um, building around you know, Matt and Julio and Calvin and Grady and those guys. I think that's the best way that this new regime gets going. I absolutely agree. Um, wow. Uh, one thing that I've always stated is as far as you look at the history of Matt Ryan and the type of offenses that he's been in, He's been in um, spread where pass first offenses. He's been in offense where there has been um, a run. Uh, you go back to the Michael Turner days um, where it was a more of a play action 
um, a big play, uh, get big plays based off the run. And now with this signing of Mike Davis and uh, what exactly do you think um, this means as far as the, the running back? Um, do you see the Falcons going into the draft? Maybe because there's a lot of people, a lot of Falcon fans that feel as though that we need a Najee Harris, um, um, that type of a big play, uh, a popular uh, running back that everybody, it seems like everybody wants Najee. Do you think that this pretty much kills the argument for a guy like the Falcons drafting Najee maybe in the later rounds, uh, the later? Uh, uh, I don't think it killed it. Uh, you know, what I said on Twitter was I think this keeps them from reaching for a position like running back because Mike Davis uh, will be the perfect bridge. He, he could be the lead back for a year, maybe two. I mm-hmm. think his contract, uh, the official terms aren't out, but I speculated that he's got a, a $2 million cap hit in year one. That's pretty much locked in guaranteed. And then he's got a 3.5 million with only 1 million guaranteed next year. So an easy out, if they do end up selecting a running back and, and, you know, want to turn it over to him, you know, they can get out of that Mike Davis deal, but that's all it is. I think it creates flexibility. I, you know, I'm still very much in favor of getting a Najee Harris to Atlanta. Mm. Uh, so if he was on the board in, in, in that round two pick, you know, I, I think they'd be hard pressed to pass on that. Um, but that's more unlikely that he will be there. So again, Bringing in Davis, you know they're not they're not pressured into moving up for Najee or anything like that. Um, you know Javante Williams was a name that I've been um, very enamored by, and you know if not Najee, Javante Williams would be option number two. You know now they don't necessarily uh, need to to rush and get him because I thought if Najee's not available, you really have to try to maybe get Javante Williams in round two. Now not necessarily they can weigh their options, they can look at safety. They can look at cornerback. They can look at pass rusher. You know, it just gives them more flexibility, which is what you kind of want to use free agency as, is a mechanism to give yourself the most flexibility to not reach on a uh, specific position. Um, Davis, I think, is the best signing they made by far. Um, I think tremendous value, a guy that, you know, has connections to the coaching staff with uh, Charles London, uh, Charles Mm -hmm. coached him. In Chicago, Charles is now the uh, quarterback coach. So I-, I love this pick. I love the value of it. And again, if he's the running back one in, in 2021, I think Arthur Smith uh, will be just fine toting the rock with him. Like what Teb said, you it, um, Mike is a good power running back. Y'all seen what he did to use, use to get Dan Quinn at the meet yeah, fire. Even, he's even good. <laughs> hey. You know, I, I mean, yeah, he, he did he did a number on us, but he even ha- is effective in the pass game, which is what you want out of the right. army. Um, you know, you look at his numbers in Carolina, uh, he was heavily targeted. Um, so, yeah, I, for the money and the price, yeah, I think Mike Davis is going to be a, a better player for the Falcons than Todd Gurley uh, showed. I just, again, unfortunately, Todd, the knees really, the injury caught up to him. And, uh, again, uh, I, I'd be surprised if, if Gurley landed anywhere with significant value. But, uh, yeah, for what they're paying Mike Davis, um, compared to Todd Gurley, it's half the price. 
Mm-hmm. And I think you're going to get similar production, if not better. So I think Davis is healthier. So I got a question for you, Matt. Um, so, what, so what would you think would be like the best scenario as far as like with the free agency, how they did now? What do you think would be like the best case scenario for the Falcons as far as the draft, either picking that four, trading back, or trading out the first round in general? Well, I still think that they should trade back, and I think that's the ideal scenario. Uh, just because, again, the way they've slow played free agency to this point, they haven't other than Davis, they haven't really gotten any guys that I think are going to be huge, huge contributors, maybe with the exception of Eric Harris, because he, he does look like he's going to be inserted into that starting safety spot. But other than that, it's been mostly depth guys, veteran minimum guys. So by trading back, you know, you're getting more cost-effective, talented, um, you know, cheap contracts uh, that could potentially be huge contributors for you. So I think getting more picks, getting more dart throws still should be very much at the top of Terry Fondo's, you know, priority list. But again, in order to do the trade down, you have to have a partner that's willing and able, and it, that might not be the case. So if that is so, and they can't trade down and they're not looking at quarterback anymore because of the reasons we kind of talked about earlier, for me, I think it comes down to one of three options at four. And I'm, you know, I go back and forth because I know Sewell, Penny Sewell, the offensive lineman from Oregon, uh, could be an all pro, could be a Quentin Nelson type. I think we kind of talked a little bit about that when I was on the show a couple weeks ago. You know, he could really solidify the offensive line, uh, but. Is it worth, you know, maybe making him transition into left guard as opposed to, you know, all the analysts? And they're mostly right. I mean, left tackle is probably the most valuable spot that you can put him at. And we already have Jake Matthews, and Jake Matthews is even more locked in to Atlanta in the next couple of years. So really, I think the name that's catching a lot of buzz, and we talked about him too a couple of weeks ago, is Kyle Pitts. Yeah, uh, be the best quarterback in this in this draft class. <laughs> I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's a stretch. K okay, Styles, you're giving me a look. Is that <laughs> oh, what you right now? Is basically what I'm agreeing about the Kyle Pitts. <laughs> I've already said he was the best athlete. In okay, this yeah. So you're there with me. All right, because again. <laughs> you got to go back to how Arthur Smith likes to run his offense, and he, yes. he loves yes. tight ends. Oh loves it, and, and and tight ends these days, I think they're undervalued. I mean, you even look at the franchise tags, which kind of sh- shows the value that teams are placing on different positions. Tight ends very low on that list. Tight ends are mismatch problems. They're, they're, they they create mismatches, and they allow you to do so much on offense. If you have a guy like Kyle Pitts and and Hayden Hurst is your number two option, that's that's scary. That's <laughs> as long as you get some competent blocking, which I think you know with the, the coaching they'll get that. Man, pick your poison. Pick your poison on steroids with with that type of offense. So you start with Kyle Pitts, round two. Again, if if Javante Williams is there, I, I think long and hard about that. If not, you know, you could look at a cornerback. Greg Newsom's a guy from Northwestern um, that could be there. That's a very smart, under-the-radar athlete. 
Um, and then round three, I think you could find yourself uh, some competition for McDonough at left guard and Quinn Miners, a kid from uh, UW uh, Whitewater, small school, really, really catching some some eyes. And, uh, you know, he can compete with Matt Gano. Because Matt Gano, if, I, if the season started tomorrow, I think Matt Gano is the starting left guard. Which right. I think uh, there's nothing wrong with that. Give him a shot there and then draft someone. And I'm sure they'll add another depth piece on the interior offensive line um, as a fallback. But that, to me right now, is like the best case scenario, one, two, three, if they were to stay put at four. Kyle Pitts, either – Javante Williams or cornerback like Greg Newsom, and then pick three. You look at like Quinn, Quinn Miners, left guard from UW Whitewater. Okay. That brings up an interesting question. Um, I think I've, I'm not sure if I, but um, we have, that leads to a dilemma. You have Calvin Ridley, whose contract is going to be up soon, or at least is. Um, yeah, they'll what, have four? to make a decision on him uh, after the twenty twenty one season about that fifth year option. As well actually, as actually, hey, uh, no, I'm sorry. Hey, was in May, I think. It's 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 after the third season, I believe. They have to make a decision. So I think uh, that'll be a piece of news to watch out for in a month or two. Wow. Fifth year option has to get decided after the, the player's third year, which Calvin has, has since completed. So, wow. That I don't know if that takes away from your question, but. Yeah, that kind of leads into the question um, of what they yeah. do with him. Because you have Hayden Hurst as well as Calvin yeah. Ridley. And I think Hayden's gone, and that's why. I think Hayden's going up. They're going to let him play it out. And then, uh, again, we'll see what happens. If they do, in fact, take Kyle Pitts, that'll even definitely signal that. If they don't take Kyle Pitts, you know, again, I still think um, they look elsewhere at tight end. Maybe even later in the draft, I like Brevin Jordan from Miami, who's been, who's been compared to Johnny Smith, who Arthur Smith coached for a few seasons. So, um yeah, I think they, they probably look at tight end at some point in the draft, whether it's Kyle Pitts or not. And then, again, that, that means Aiden Hurst. This will be his last year. Calvin Ridley, though, again, to to answer, I, I don't see how they let him go. Mm-hmm. I, I just, again, especially with Julio getting up there in age, um, I, don't, I don't see it. Again, the, the third name, which I didn't mention, but the third name of the three that I, I'm considering it for is Jamar Chase. Um, so, yeah, that was the hotter one of, of the three, Ooh. just because, again, you already have Julio Jones, you already have Calvin Ridley, you have Russell Gage. But if you take Jamar Chase, I mean, it's, you know, we, we talked about Arthur Smith loves tight ends, but it is it is also a three-wide receiver lead. You take Jamar Chase and Calvin and uh, excuse me, Gage is your fourth option. That's scary. And then, and then <laughs> Russell Gage will also be a free agent, so you have the flexibility to let him walk. Huge fan of him. I hate to see him go, but you have the flexibility there. And then you have Jamar Chase, uh, Calvin Ridley, and then Julio Jones returns to full strength, and you have those three for a couple seasons. Man, you put Julio in the slot, extend his career a little bit more. 
let him beat up on slot cornerbacks, have Jamar Chase and Calvin out wide. All you need is the blocking. All you need is a couple seconds and and Matt as you know being the point guard and the distributor that he can be, just kind of you know you pick your options. So that would be the third guy. But again, I, Calvin Ridley I think is in the team's long term plans just because of what he does well, which is beat man coverage. He gets open. Yes, he has some things to clean up as far as you know running with the football and and being you know more physical at the catch point. Um, but yeah, I think Calvin Ridley is here for the long term. Yeah, Jamar Chase is an interesting pick right there. Yeah, that, that's the one that I think is, again, I know, you know, I know we need defense, but when you're taking uh, someone that high, you have to, you have to look at where the value in this draft class is. And there's not, you know, this isn't a, a great class for pass rushers. There's not that number one blue chip guy in the top five like there is in most years. Cornerback, you know, Patrick Sertan, the second, definitely, uh, you know, turned some heads today with his his testing at his pro day. So maybe he rises up close to that top five. But I really think he's more a guy you want to pick in the 10 to 15 range. Um, so, again, this, the top of this draft is is all about the offensive skill players and the quarterbacks. Um, and I guess the offensive lineman with Sewell and, and maybe even Rashawn Slater. So you got to you got to take where the value is. You got to take the best player at that particular juncture. And the Falcons aren't in a position where they can't really take a particular player. You know, I mean, yes, they have a, a, a really good receiving core already, a good trio. Um, yes, their offensive line has already invested heavily in the first round. But that doesn't matter. There's there's still spots that you know you can improve upon and improve the depth. And you know, as they say, you're only as strong as your weakest link. So if you can mm-hmm. improve your weakest link in that particular part of your depth chart, uh, you're all the more better for it. But uh, we got Floyd Donnelly here. Uh, he's talking about uh, Markevis Markevis Mingo. Yeah. So what? So what is your what is your thought well, on, in that side? Yeah, look, looking at the money of it, uh, I thought it was noteworthy that he's, he's getting paid more than uh, Copeland, the dude that they signed a few days ago. Similar position, kind of an edge guy. Um, so Mingo got got a richer deal than, than Copeland, which tells me he's probably going to be slotted in at the edge three spot. Um, and, and Copeland will be battling it out with uh, Tuiota Mariner for edge four or five spot. And again, Mingo's a guy that um, has some connections to the coaching staff. He he uh, played for Ted Monachino, who's the outside linebacker coach, at two spots uh, recently with the Colts and the Bears. So, again, certainly a guy uh, that you know some staff members know well and know how to use him. And, again, I think he's going to be a rotational guy. Former first-round pick, never lived up to it, um, but can give you some snaps, can give you maybe three or snap, uh, four sacks um, in the season. So, Again, depth signing, you need rotational guys, but I, I do think they still need to significantly add someone at this spot. And, you know, that's kind of why over the weekend I name dropped Jadevian Clowney. Uh, uh, I saw that. Uh, market's going to be, uh, but, you know, putting him opposite uh, Dante Fowler could. 
could have some potential. And, and you know, I think Clowney, Clowney would like to come to Atlanta. I, I, I believe that. I, I think someone was telling me, and I don't know if this is 100%, but like back in 2014 when he was got the first overall, I think there was something that he wanted Atlanta to come up and trade for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, mm-hmm. being a guy from down south, South Carolina, um, you know, I think he could be attracted to this spot, but is, is the money enough? Like, again, I don't know what his market is. I think it's been deflated because he's been hurt and, you know, he doesn't have the stack production, which can be overrated. He's a guy that's going to, you know, be disruptive and create for others. And, you know, the scary potential for him is you slide him inside. He's been very effective inside and you put him next to Grady Jarrett. That could be right. very nice. That could be scary. Yeah. yeah. So, that's a that's a medium to big size fish that right now I'm circling and keeping my eye on, you know, because you know that's why they have the restructures with Grady and Dion and Julio if they want it in their back pocket they can create some money to make a play like that if if they get far along in the negotiations where Clowney is you know it, it, it's reasonable it's possible right now it's just rumors and smoke but. Mm-hmm. You know, they need to add at that spot, and I, I prefer that they added a veteran of his caliber rather than go into this draft class and try to expect a rookie to, to make an impact. Okay. okay. Speaking of draft class, I have a question from Raymond Elder. We're going to get into your questions now. Um, is there a chance we go center in the later rounds, and what about defensive draft picks? Yeah, I mean – one of the things that during this free agency that has been interesting to me was Falcons have been linked to a couple centers, notably David Andrews from New England or formerly of New England, then went back to New England on a you know, four-year deal. So the fact that they were connected to a center after taking a center in round three last year, like that, that's, I have questions about that. I've, I have doubts. What do they th- do? They not think Hennessy can be the guy. I mean, we saw him for the last two games, and I thought he did a pretty decent job given the competition. He went up against, you know, the Chiefs and the Bucks, the two Super Bowl representatives, and you know, he held his own. That didn't get killed or anything. Um, and, you know, <laughs> I think his run blocking certainly uh, is a little bit ahead of the curve versus the pass blocking, but he'll he'll get that. And I, I was always high on Hennessy, so. Now, I would be a little disappointed if they did go center. I think really left guard is is the spot and and potentially tackle depth are the offensive line spots that they can look at. But again, because of because of who they were connected to in free agency, I mean, it I wouldn't rule it out at this point. And then uh, you know the defensive draft picks um, we talked about it a little bit. Um, again, I think. The first round of the draft, top of the draft, if they're staying at four, I think offense makes more sense. If they are in a trade back scenario, then that's when the defensive will start coming. That's when, you know, if they're moving back to the teams, you know, you look at Patrick Sertan or you look at J.C. Horn um, in round one. Um, round two, you start looking at the safeties. You start looking at Trayvon Morig from TCU or, or Richie Grant from UCF. You know, that's if they can get a second top 50 pick by moving back, that would be that's ideal because then uh-huh. yeah, that's kind of where I think Morig and, yeah. and Richie Grant are probably going to wind up. Um, for Morig, anyways, I've kind of been using the Grant Delpit comparison last year. Grant Delpit was a guy that was looked upon as a first round pick throughout and then ended up 
fallen to the 40s, uh, you know, to the Browns. And even, um, you know, the kid from uh, Winfield, from, from Tampa Bay, same thing. He fell to the 40s. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, this is a type of safety class which is pretty similar to last year's where I, I don't see more. I mean, maybe more gets to the late 20s, but if he's covering in that early second round range, that's a pick that I think Falcons should maybe sprint to the podium on. It's especially based on the free agency, only bringing in Eric Harris to this point, and then Jalen Hawkins, who I think should be a depth special teamer at, at best right now. They definitely, I think if anything, if they're tipping their hand in one way, it's that they're going to bring in a safety pretty early. Right. Yeah. Because they need to. <laughs> Badly. Yes. I asked about three questions with that statement. I know. I'm trying to go through them now because he pretty much kind of hit a lot of something, everybody's yeah. questions. Um, this, this lets you know he's a professional, boy. He hit questions. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Okay. You got, you got one? Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. So it's pretty much um, Sports 101 here. He was talking about Michael Parsons. I know, I know, ain't no. nobody been talking about him no. now. Now this oh, is not taking no. him out. I, I would oh. not, I wouldn't touch Micah Parsons. <laughs> in the, I knew that was probably not in the first round. Like even if you trade back, for me, he has too many red flags. There's the off-field right. stuff, but then I think as a player, I don't necessarily think he has the instincts um, to be a top-flight linebacker early on. Um, Maybe he gets there, but there's a lot of question marks about how much he loves the game and, again, maturity questions. He, he was kind of the ringleader, apparently, with the Penn State hazing uh, scandal that, that led to a player kind of uh, you know, transferring and, and you know, um, I think filing a, a lawsuit. So, yeah, I, I, don't, I don't see it with him both from a player standpoint and uh, an off-the-field standpoint. And, again, I think, you know, Falcons are – in a decent spot at, at linebacker with Foy potentially up for a new deal and, and Dion, you know, if you want to, you know, he's under contract for several years. Uh, so for me, Micah Parsons, I think to answer the question, I think um, just the off field stuff, I think is starting to, to catch up with him. And then again, I'm not sure the on field talent um, is worthy enough for a top 15, 20 pick. Yeah, them off-field issues, man. Like I said, when I heard that, I said, well, yeah. he he yeah. he about he about to drop. I don't know how far down he yeah. gonna drop. <laughs> he gonna drop. Cause don't cause ain't, don't yeah, no, ain't, ain't nobody talking about like Michael Park before all that came out. Yeah, he was a top three pick. I that think was, it was too. I was watching a video. I think it was maybe Bucky Brooks, who says he knows Micah pretty well, and. uh even he brought up that he has some serious questions about maturity and the love of the game. And is, is this going to work in the pros? We'll see. You know, I, I could be wrong, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take that risk, especially the Falcons. Falcons can't afford right now to take, take risks. Not at that stage of the draft. Yes, ATM thirty four five. We know about the Penn State history. That's why we're not saying nothing on that. <laughs> this ain't the show for that. 
and Matt, we have you on for 30 minutes. Did you want to hang on with us or? Yeah, I'm good for a couple, maybe 15, 20 more. If we got okay. more questions or we got more. Okay. more we got a couple more questions for you. Okay. Yeah. okay. Um, I see someone that said, what, did we go with running back already? What running back do you like the I most? Have, I have one question. I see one, Matev, uh, Tev Gaming. We'll go back to this uh, one after that one. Aziz Ojalari, what do you think about him possibly being uh, a potential pick for the Falcons? Where's that? At? Yeah, are you? I mean, where? What range do you think? Uh, what are we talking about here? Are we talking? Me personally, um, I say second, second, fourth. Yeah, fourth if round. He's, is if he's if he's there, I, I don't think he's making it out of the top yeah. fifty. If he's there at 35, that, that'll certainly be a, a discussion point and a player that they look at, especially if they don't bring in a clowny or anyone else of substance at edge. Um, Aziz Ojolari, um, what, what I like about him, because, again, I, I feel like with, with any pass rusher that kind of has a similar frame, you always hear the Vic Beasley stuff, and, and you'll always hear that, unfortunately. But I love the way uh, Aziz takes on blocks kind of, you know, with some violence and some aggression. He's not afraid. He's not afraid of the contact. He's no, not no. afraid of the Even contact. if he's outmatched. I mean, in the SEC, you're playing against the best offensive linemen in the country. And right. you're taking on guys that are 320-plus pounds. And, and he, he never looked overmatched. Um, mm. So, yeah, I think – for me, he's like edge one or edge two in this class. Uh, so if, and again, it's not a class where I think, you know, you're going to really have someone go in the top 15 or 20. He might have the first edge go in the twenties, but if he were to fall at 35, I think he's certainly in the conversation. And then I guess circling back to the running backs. I mean, we I talked a little bit about it. Yeah. We are talking about it. Okay. Is my draft crush? He has been since like last summer. I'd love <laughs> love that. I think he would fit perfectly in Arthur Smith's scheme. Um, now again, with the Mike Davis signing, it doesn't become you know that much of a, a need anymore. But certainly, if he's there at thirty five, if the NFL messes up like they, they're accustomed to doing every now and then, they let guys slide that shouldn't. If he's there, you know that's I'm really sprinting to the podium on that one. Um, uh, the other one's Javante Williams. I think he's, you know, again, his best football. He's only getting started. He's not even 21 yet. Um, he, he had a 4.6 GPA in high school, um, so he's got a good head on his shoulders. Uh, he went to North Carolina, which Arthur Smith went to North Carolina, so I'm sure he knows Javante as well as any probably coach uh, in the NFL. Would love to have him at two. Beyond those two, you're, you're starting to get into the Trey Sermon um, the Chuba Hubbards, uh, the Kylan Hills of the world, maybe in, in day three. Uh, Trey Sermon, I think, would be great. He's a guy that probably got overshadowed and didn't get enough touches during college. Mm -hmm. So he, he's kind of the target on day three if they wait till that point, you know, round four uh, range. Um, as for what Mike Davis means for Quadri Allison and, and Tony Brooks James, you know, Quadri, I don't know if we're ever going to really see Quadri be embraced the way some fans want. Right. When they drafted him, I I thought, oh man, this this is a wasted pick because of 
who they already had in the roster. And again, I'm I'm not sure he necessarily has the skill set to be a featured back in a committee. Yeah, he can get some touches. He did impress me. You know, he he got a few touches this past season. And there was one particular one. I think it was Thursday Night Carolina game where he did show some lateral agility that I didn't think he had. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they, if they don't do anything else at running back, then that could be a sign that, you know, Quadri, Mike Davis, and Nito Smith are in a full committee. And, and you know, um, that's the way they approach it. But I, I, I don't think we're ever really going to see Quadri the way some fans, I think, hope to and want to. I think that was just the pick that they made in the fifth round and it happens and, and you know, you, move on, you shrug and you move on. I see a question and he kind of uh, touched on Jalen Hawkins, but this is a <laughs> this is an interesting pick that I um, a question that I think and it comes from Reginald Banks. Um <laughs> what if on Jamie? <laughs> Do we have to draft him? Can't we just take him as an undrafted free agent? I think. Is he gonna get drafted? Don't <laughs> <laughs> get, get drafted. Just I'm not very, 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 very high. Maybe like sixth or seventh round. Probably. Yeah. Um, I, I'm guessing Reginald's a UGA fan. Maybe. <laughs> Probably. I. I don't know. I. I don't know enough about Jamie Newman to really, but I, I think he's kind of a late round guy that um, probably doesn't stick in the NFL very long. He, the thing about Jamie Newman is like he throws a nice deep ball, but anything intermediate and short, he's mm. incredibly inconsistent. So um, he's a project player. I just, I, I, I don't really see much. The name, you know, since we're on the topic of like late round developmental quarterbacks, the name I've kind of circled, um, I want to look into him a bit more, but Davis Mills from Stanford. Oh, yeah, uh, we've been getting questions on him. Apparently, yeah, apparently he's uh, kind of that guy, maybe like uh, Kirk Cousins, that guy that gets drafted in round four that could potentially be a competent starter. In the future, um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, they can look at Kyle Trask. That could be a name, maybe. I know, you know, that was a popular connection to make with Arthur Smith because Kyle's, you know, athletic and can run uh, some of the zone read stuff, maybe uh, that that Smith did with Tannehill. But uh, from a from a passing standpoint, I don't think. Uh, you're really going to want to hit your wagon to Trask long-term ever. So, yeah, I think there's no, you know, there's not really an in-between that if you don't, if you don't go quarterback early, like that, that's kind of how it is. You got to, you got to take quarterback early. If you really want one, that's, that's going to be worth a damn. Uh, and then if not, like you can take your chance. Like I think they will probably take a developmental guy if they don't draft one at four, just because, on those comments that they are going to take quarterbacks more often than the old regime did. Like the old regime only took like Sean Renfrey, I think, in 2013, seventh round pick. Other than right. that, and then Kirk, and Kirk was an undrafted guy, but they, they never really drafted late round quarterbacks. And I think Fontenot is going to take a different approach to that and, and probably take one every 
couple of years. So 1.5. Yeah, that's about accurate right now, I guess. Uh, let me just. So, yeah, about a little less than two, maybe after the signings for Mingo and uh, and Davis. But again, as I as I talked about, they they have in their back pocket uh, mm -hmm. three big tools to create more space to really make uh, do more damage at free agency. That's you know, restructuring Grady Jarrett first and foremost. I think that's gonna be done regardless. And and maybe it's not a restructure, but you know Grady's got two years left on his deal, so an extension mm -hmm. is, is another vehicle that they can they can do to lower that cap hit this year. So I think they're either going to restructure him or or work on an extension. Uh, the extension might be something that they have to do you know later in the summer, whereas the restructure they can do now. But I think Grady's definitely you know I don't see why they wouldn't do that. He's still playing at an incredibly high level, and I expect him to. You know, Deion Jones is the other one. That one, maybe they don't want to do just because they, they, you know, maybe they like Foy and they want to give a contract to Foy. It's possible. And then Julio's probably the, the one you would do last, just, you know, yeah. if you want to get someone big. You know, if Clowney get an extra couple million and you really mm -hmm. wanted to bring him in uh, maybe you have to resort to that but they, they still have cap space to to uh or you know the the ability to create more cap space and again positions to look at i think interior offensive line they still need to add some depth um you know a, a veteran cornerback i think it sh it sh it could be should be in the cards I'm hoping they bring back Darquez Denard. I, I, I did like him. I liked his versatility to play inside and outside. And I think, you know, Dean Pease might see some Logan Ryan in him, you know, maybe some ability to, to play safety later in his career. So mm. I'd, like, I'd like them to bring him back. Um, and then, you know, again, pass rusher, I think. If it's not Clowney, maybe Ryan Kerrigan, who's still out there. That would be an interesting one. Older guy, but would be great for the locker room, and and does know the the defensive line coach well, dating back to their days, all the way back to the Purdue college days. That was his D line coach. Um, so maybe Ryan Kerrigan uh, is a guy, and you have Kerrigan, Mingo, Fowler, and a rookie draft pick mixing in could have some potential. With the younger guys like Marley Davidson, who Marley Davidson and John Kaminsky, who we don't really know what what they are. We don't know what these guys are. Yeah, so I think we're gonna find a, out. I think we're gonna find out too. I mean, because again, they didn't add to that position group. I thought maybe Brent Urban would be a guy, strong side defensive end in a three-four. Dallas signed him to a very reasonable deal, which kind of feel like we we missed out on, but. Uh, I think I think Kaminsky is going to be that that position for us, the strong side defensive end, and then Davidson's going to mix in uh, with Grady Jarrett at the three tech. And yeah, we're gonna we're gonna find out about those guys. Hopefully, you know, David. It was it was unfortunate for Davidson because he got COVID and he started with an injury, um, and, and that's the worst thing that can happen for a rookie because it just totally kills your development. Um, but but I still, you know, I'm high on him, and I think um, he could be a, a very nice player for them. 
Okay, so we're going to go to a couple of last questions. I know you said you only had about 15, 20. So uh, thoughts on Kylan Hill, and then we'll get to one more after that. Yeah, I think uh, at round four, if he's if he's there and they haven't done anything at running back, I think Kylan Hill is, is going to be right there in the conversation with, you know, Trey Sermon and, you know, Chuba Hubbard. Um, guys that, you know, have – have the requisite size that you would want in a featured back. Um, and again, I think Kylan opted out uh, his last year. Um, so we didn't get to see him, but from what I remember the year before, again, guy that, um, you know, can um, produce in the, in the past game as well, as far as from a receiving standpoint, I have to see from a blocker. Um, Cause that's the thing that I really love about Javante Williams, not to center the conversation too much more on him, but, Javante is a pass blocker. I think he can come in and you don't have to worry, uh, I think, which is rare for rookies. So, uh, again, I have to do a little bit more homework, Kylan, in that regard. Um, but, yeah, in round four, um, yeah, sign me up if, if that's, you know, what they wanted to do. Okay. Okay, Styles or Mike, y'all want to pick the last one? Hmm. That's a lot of questions. And we, of course, we can answer. Yeah, I can answer those. Um, I love you, man. It's the, the views are just going up, man. We got to get you back on here more often. Yeah, man. we they, do. They yeah, we do. Let's do it. I, I got to uh, be happy to, especially as we get closer to draft season. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One of the best and, times of the year. And, certainly and we're doing a draft show, if you didn't know. We are definitely doing a All draft right. show. All right. Let's we, go. Might we might hit you up for that. Definitely. Yeah, it's gonna be just for the first round though, because you know draft oh, is yeah. extremely long. Sure, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, I got I, like I see one right here. Um, since y'all touched on a Georgia player as far as Aziz Oluar, I'm gonna go ahead and get a Tech player in here since somebody asked. I knew he was gonna pick you that. Know one. gonna go there. Oh, but Matt doesn't know I am a Tech fan, so um, Jordan Thomas basically said. How much could a guy like Jalen Camp out of Georgia Tech raise his stock? Said his combine was a 4 4, 40, and 30 reps at 225. Look, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't, I didn't even know who Jalen Camp was prior to today. With, with, those, with those results, to answer the question, I think, yeah, I mean, that's certainly someone that like would make me do a double take and, and figure out who this guy is. So, K Styles, tell me what, you know. Well, well, what a lot of people don't know about Tech is Tech is known for having a lot of big ass receivers. Okay, yeah, yeah. So he's like a six. That is for sure. He's like a six three two twenty type of guy. Okay, he's a big dude. Yeah. The only thing about him is his 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 hands are are so so at times. He'll high point the ball. Well, and and. Well, I guess they uh, they no longer do the triple option anymore. But I, you know, back yeah. in the day when they did do the triple option, you know, it, it would make sense for the receivers' hands to not be so great because they're barely getting thrown the ball that much yeah. to get those reps. But uh, yeah, to put up thirty reps for a receiver, that's I, I would I would think that that would be tops if if we had a combine. That would that would be near the tops for receivers. Thirty thirty is a lot for for a receiver. Um, I know some offensive linemen don't even do that. So. Mm-hmm. Certainly a guy maybe in the late rounds probably um, to, to take a flyer on. Um, and, again, that's what you do in the late rounds is, is you look for athletes and you look for, for multiple clay um, that, that you see some, you know, some traits in. And uh, it sounds like Jalen Camp could be 
could fall into that category of being a toolsy trade C player. Yeah, because right now, right now, outside of Presley Harvin the third, that's like the only name that's coming out of Tech. Well, I was gonna, yeah, I was gonna say when when you kind of uh, prefaced by saying this was gonna be a Georgia Tech question, I was like. Do they even have any draft prospects? <laughs> <laughs> and we, we normally don't get them every year. Yeah. Right, hey, look, I'll be the first one to tell you that. <laughs> like, I have nothing against Georgia Tech, so no shade there. Uh, I, I don't really have a college team per se. I mean, being from Pennsylvania, I, I keep an eye on Penn State, um, but certainly uh, just kind of follow college for the draft prospects more or less. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think the Falcons should take a receiver at some point. Just, again, build the depth, um, you know, uh, add some – because, again, Russell Gage is free agent, so you, you want to have someone behind him, I think. Um, Zacchaeus will be a free agent as well. And then, again, Julio getting up there in age, you want to kind of plan a little bit or at least be able to, um, you know, give him a breather and move him to the slot and, and certain different – use him in different ways rather than just have him be that dominant outside guy that he's been for so long. Right. Matt. Well, we appreciate you being on. We didn't want to hold up all your time. I appreciate you just doing this last minute for with us. And yeah, it's always a blast. You're welcome. Definitely yeah. draft show. Definitely come join us for that because we'll we be are there. definitely going to be. I will be. You there. know, I want to see everybody's reaction at that fourth pick or whatever we decide. Well, to do, it, so. It'll be. It, it'll be one of the more. Um, I don't know how, how should I say? I mean, definitely more impactful. Mm -hmm. draft picks that the Falcons um, yeah. will have made in the last, you know, 10 to 15 years. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I'd love to be there for all the reactions and see. Oh, no, yeah, because this chat's going to light up. I think we're going to probably have more than what we have right now because – it, it can get it can get pretty ugly, I'm, I'm sure, too, because there's it's very divided oh, right now. Mm -hmm. uh, I know most, well, all of you fall on, you know, kind of the same side as let's let's build and invest in Matt some more. So um, it, it'll be interesting. So I'm looking forward to it. Can't okay. get enough. Well, we'll set that up, let you know about that. But thank you again, Matt. Yeah, thank you, guys. Um, now, where can we find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Matt Carley, K-A-R-O-L-Y. Um, and again, free agent right now, but. Um, enjoying coming on shows like this. Hopefully, can be a regular guest, and uh, you know you can catch my tweets, talking salary cap, talking free agency, talking pretty much anything Falcons related. So, okay. thank you, sir. I really appreciate it, man. Like I said before, this really is good. probably this is probably the best um, numbers guy that I know personally. Um, so, you guys, if you want to know anything about the salary cap, you want to know the truth and accurate truth. We're talking about a lot of people claim to have. You know, they the know everything about the cap, but this guy, he's typically on everything. So you guys check it out on Twitter. Uh, Matt, thank you for joining us. We're going to stay on with the people and, you know, act. Uh, we, 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 we behave this time. We behave. Now. We're going to act when you. When okay. you when Sounds you good, leave. guys. So, Appreciate you all. All right. Doing thank all right. you. You have there. a good one. You too. All right. <laughs> all right. It's always an honor to have him on, you know, and he will be back, guys. You requested it. He will definitely be back. So, um, shoot. I mean, with some other questions in the chat, let's just go ahead and get going. 
Hmm. Y'all gonna get enough of disrespecting Georgia Tech like this before I just let y'all know now. I'm just letting you know. We the little brothers right now. Yo, you know what though? <laughs> hey man. I look, I, I'm gonna say this. I never hated tech until Paul Justin. When he came, I just like look, I can't watch this bullshit. Like, I can't watch a, a run play every play for what three hours, like two, three hours. Like, you're watching running plays, though. Bro, this ain't I don't like video games are not even like this. Bruh. Video Bruh, games you, are not like this. Bro, you think you was tired of that? Bro, <laughs> we averaged four passes a game. You think that was gonna work? <laughs> we got lucky in 2014 when we waited all the way to number 11 in the nation. Oh, well, you got a tech God. fan in the okay, Jordan Thomas. Text time is coming. We on the way. <laughs> we on the way. That's fan six, K Styles. Fan six. That makes tech fan number five. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, man. They, hey, they, they go. They, they, hey, it, it's coming. It might not be now. It's coming. <laughs> I'm letting you know that now. Hey man, we gonna watch. We gonna watch. <laughs> oh, we gonna see this year. Just K Styles. Just K Styles on YouTube yeah. for tech content. Check him out. Oh yeah, yes for tech content. Just K Styles. Look at his link while you talking. Yeah, go ahead and get in some of these questions. You say something, that, bro. The only thing, only thing I gotta say is, is Gibbs is on the way. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> Gibbs is on the way. <laughs> hey man, um, I, let's just go back uh, just a bit, kind of um, what we we're talking about earlier. There's one one of the reasons why you know we bring guys on like Matt Kelly, um, and we got a special guest coming. Um, actually, he kind of you know alluded to it, um, but his quote unquote friendly. Um, we got him coming on Friday. Everybody, nobody, hey, look. This is I'm telling you. A lot of people have been looking for Matt, uh, for for Matt, Mike, and Aaron Freeman. All right, Matt, Mike, and Aaron Freeman to finally do a show together, man. And guess what? We got him. We got Aaron Freeman coming on the show um, Friday. So you guys, man, it's it's going to be a great, another informative uh, Atlanta Falcons uh, journalist uh, like this. He's brilliant, man. So. You guys got to check him out, but um, check us out Friday. Um, but we brought this on to kind of talk about um, Matt Ryan uh, and what this means as far as his contract is uh, his uh, his contract is concerned, uh, uh, is concerned and what exactly. Ooh. Ooh. Wait a yeah, okay, Jesus, that's that triple option making that noise. Hold on, let me go this right quick. But what does contract on the restructure mean? And I like, I hate to say it to a, a lot of you Falcons fans out there who are just looking for a quarterback in the first at the first uh at the fourth pick. Man, I just honestly, when it comes down to it, I just don't think it's going to happen. Matt Carley, this is why we bring on guys who think completely um, different. And we're going to have another guy. And Aaron Freeman, again, Friday, he's going to give his thoughts 
on the restructure and what it means. So we want to give you guys nothing but the truth and the facts of the matter, difference of different opinions. Um, and just like guys, like a lot of these guys don't like we're talking about quarterbacks. Um, talking about quarterbacks, he didn't know much about uh Jimmy Newton, he didn't know much about a lot of guys, but he gave you uh the running backs. He gave you the running backs. He gave you defensive ends. He gave you defensive linemen and what it means for the team. Like these, these guys have different opinions. So this is what we try to provide for you guys. But uh, Kevin, what do you think about um, as far as Matt Ryan is concerned, his restructure? And do you think Matt was kind of right as far as, you know, his thoughts and what we're going to see in Matt Ryan for the, you know, the next couple of years or so? Man, I mean, he's right. I mean, you think about the restructure, just push the money back. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have to deal with it. You don't like it, you gotta watch them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but in all honesty, but in all honestly, like I said, even with that four pit, we still don't know what they're going to do with it. Right. But just know, like I said, they're seeing it as Matt Ryan is not really a big problem as far as the way this team direction right. is going. So all they want to do now, they just want to build. Like you said, they want to build the team around him. So in case, like you said, that's where that first that first round pick is going to be the most important pick of the draft. It's always the most important pick of every draft. But with a new regime, that first first round pick, oh yeah, is the tallest. All eyes will be on Atlanta. I'll tell you that. But it kind of, it really kind of like. <sighs> It's it's going to be a controversy, uh, controversial pick, and um, we like we're going to see shortly. Um, he kind of alluded to something that you know we'll go into that also. But the Falcons have to make a decision on Calvin really like now. Like they're this is what I was saying, uh, you know, all all season, um, pretty much the all season and. You know, during the offseason, the Falcons is just going to have to make a decision on whether or not they like not only uh, Hayden Hurst, but Calvin Ridley. You know, Matt thought for like, like there's no way that they could get rid of, uh, you know, Calvin Ridley. But when you got have a guy like Kyle Pitts, um, Julio Jones, um, you know, have a guy like Russell Gage, like it's quite possible. He even brought up the, the, um, the possibility of drafting um, Jamar Chase. So it's, that's going to be interesting, man. Like this is the first time in a long time. I just have absolutely no idea what these guys are thinking. They're setting it up where they can draft a tight end. They can draft a receiver. They can draft the offensive alignment, a safety. Like I have no idea where they're going. Miss Maggie, do you have an idea of what, like, where, <laughs> like, I have no idea where they're going. I have no idea, like, where they're going at this point. Do you? you know, I don't because you know these cuts and everything they've been making. It's been shocking, or couple, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of decisions they've been making. I honestly don't know where they'll be going in the draft. Honestly, mm-hmm. in that first pick, I so, really don't know because they're not they're tight lipped. Mm-hmm. No telling what they're gonna be doing. So, in the famous words of your boy Just K Styles, the best way to put it is, "We don't damn no. know." <laughs> <laughs> we don't know a freaking thing. 
that we don't know a freaking thing, man. And like I said, man, I could I could definitely see Kyle Pitts because he's we've been we heard we heard um Terry Fontenot said like we're gonna take the best available player. Like he said that also. It could be a smoke screen, it could not be like we have no idea. Like the guy ran a four-four, uh what a four-four-eight as a tight end. We're talking about a guy that's like what 246, what six five, six four. 240 running that's like running that speed like that that's definitely hard to pass on especially when you got a freaking nature of Julio and you got Hayden Hurst Calvin Ridley Russell Gates like that, that that's a that's a scary offense like that really yeah. is the nation just said that Pitts Hurst Ridley Jones Gage catching the ball oh my goodness that see, that would be insane see that would be nasty but the one thing that we haven't talked about is that's going to take catches away from Ridley. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to take catches that, away that, from him. Yeah, he's already kind of a hothead. Like, I, I, I'm not necessarily say hothead. Like, he, he he's not going to like – he's not going to like him, not, uh, you know, his catching going in. Like, Somebody's gonna suffer, and I just don't see Julio being the one that you take catches away. I like, I can see them, you know, kind of phasing Calvin really more so out of the offense, more so than Julio. Julio is just Julio. Like, it'd be hard for you. You're already paying him sixty million dollars guaranteed. Um, how can you say like, okay, I paid you sixty million dollars, I'm not going to throw you the ball anymore? Like, that just be. You know, a total waste of money. So I can't see them taking the ball away from Julio, but I can see them phasing Calvin really out of the offense on account of Kyle Pitts or even Hayden Hurst. We could possibly see Hayden Hurst um, being traded. Also, it's like mm-hmm. I just have a lot. With, like this is the first time. Like I don't damn know what the no. heck. <laughs> I like it that way. I like it that way. Yeah. It's yeah. gonna be a, a surprise. It's definitely gonna be. Now I saw something earlier about um the Falcons meeting with somebody on Friday. Um it was Malcolm Oh Butler. Malcolm Butler. Okay. Mm-hmm. So how you feel about that case style? Malcolm Butler. Well, we kind of see how he did without that Patriots defense. Mm-hmm. It's kind of on the Hey, but for the veteran minimum, I could kind of see him doing that since he does have familiarity with what Arthur Smith and what DPs will right. bring to the table as far as the locker room side of the game. Yes, like I, said, I could definitely see that. It's just gonna be depending on his price range. Was he gonna mm-hmm. be willing to pay for him? We ain't got no money for him if he's looking at something right around that 15 to 20 mil. Well, mm-hmm. the Falcons are. Falcons are signing one year, two year, yeah. five million, right. what you know, little deals. So, but, but like I said, that's the history of Terry Fontenot. No, that's what he do. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. that's that's what he's used to bringing in guys for them one and two year deals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so probably he, how we're going to pretty much build the rest of this roster. Probably you know for the most part. Nah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's going to, um, like you said, he's going to use the one- and two-year deals to build the depth as far as the free agency that used the draft to build the foundation of this team. Well, that's I, I, 
question here and um where is it the white smith this question i think this is it um we saw a mock draft we saw a mock uh are we going to trade with the panthers and why would we trade with them i said this earlier oh i know k style look look no, I'm about to go, I said this go ahead go ahead i know you know what i'm thinking go ahead if they want that fourth pick, you take everything you want. <laughs> I'm saying it's gonna be it's gonna be on so many teams for that fourth pick. Trust I don't me. give a damn if it's a division rival. If you want that fourth pick, if you're a division rival, you giving up more. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> everything that they get. If you want exactly. it, three first round picks. If y'all want it that bad, come get it. Give me three first round pick, three seconds. And the three fourths, like if that could happen, get, look, take them for everything that they got. I'm not opposed to it because at the end of the day, see, they have to go through a transition anyway. Because Chris McCaffrey, he got two, he got two minutes on them already. Right. We seeing him breaking down bit by bit. So and they I, look for a transition. I actually heard. I've actually seen his name being mentioned in trade, um, mm-hmm. trade rules. So it's like, hey man, y'all gave that dude that all that money, and you know, you pretty much wore him down, tore him down to pieces. And look, I, this is why we always say, man, like, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not drafting a running back in first round. I'm barely thinking about second round, like. The only guy that I at this point in time is two guys in this draft that I'm I'm taking in the second round. I'm not taking either one of those guys in the first round. That's Najee Harris and Javante Williams. Like outside of that, I'm not drafting a running back that high. It's third round and fourth round for me for a running back. Oh god. I'm about to say we got heat seeking missiles ready to hit the show up. What, what is that? What is I what's new? I don't know. I have Something no idea. Different. I'm, uh, I'm about to say, man, that the, the ghost, the ghost of Gilbert, trying to hijack the show out. <laughs> <laughs> or the ghost of former friend. One of the <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Smith is trying to get back in the fold. Well, we don't know what the hell's going on. But uh, let's see. Um, yeah, like Ultra Shadow 97 said here, man, it's a business. Yeah. You yeah. trade with who you got to trade with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta get over that. Everybody was against Terry, but yeah. think about think about it like this: hindsight is twenty twenty. What if they do trade up and get that quarterback, and that quarterback ends up being a bum? Now you mm-hmm. dodged a bullet and got assets because Woo! of it. So, yes, absolutely. So it's fifty fifty regardless of who you trade with. Anyway, mm-hmm. we got somebody with a whole other language in the chat. Man, I don't know what 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 what, what? translation, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even gonna try to say that. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. but that, that look oh, like somebody that look like somebody child and fat fingered something. Look like that. I don't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> well, appreciate you watching. We appreciate you watching though. If you what the heck that means? F-Y-C-V-H-B. Somebody, they gotta be trolling. There ain't no way to read those words, bro. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what Jarvis Baldwin talking about? He said the only way we trade out the fourth pick 
is if we at least get a first round to go into the late teens and the second at least to trade back this year's pick. Because everybody know what my, my, my scenario would be just trade out the first round in general. Jarvis, um, I'm like you. You are just set on the Falcons, just staying put. I want to know why you're set on the Falcons, staying put at four when you don't have no damn money. We ain't got no goddamn money. We don't have. We broke. We eating noodles. Okay. I'm about to say, Devon over here still talking about Georgia Tech, damn stupid. Well, you better tell your boy with this unknown language to stop trolling. <laughs> tell him what the <laughs> hell he doing. You need to translate that for me, homie. <laughs> Let's see. What did he say? Um, ATM345 got one right here. He said, Chris Sims from the NFL Network said that Zach Wilson will be drafted before Trevor Lawrence. Did not fucking say that about Mel Kuyper three months ago. I said, <laughs> Look, I'm, I've I'm been saying that for the last couple months. I like they're gonna fall in love with Zach Wilson, and don't be surprised if he goes Look, to the American dream. He's a pretty Caucasian guy that they absolutely love. And so I'm just not gonna, I mean, Sunshine. He all right, you know what I'm saying? Sunshine is all right, but they they gonna fall in love with the new Tom. So I'm not even surprised. He represents them. He looks like them. He, he look. He, he all that. So I'm not I'm not surprised whatsoever. It's all about image in this NFL. We already know that. That's why Tom Brady. They don't want to let Tom Brady go, even though he's 40, 50 years old right about now. It's time to go. So I, I'm like I'm totally not against that. But I say this. Jacksonville, if you want to do things the right way, don't do it. Think. Use your brain for once. Okay? Use your brains for once. This guy's a BYU. This is not Steve Young. Right? Even Steve Young struggled for three, four years before he finally got it. He struggled. He was he was absolute ass. Steve Young was absolute ass until he went to, to San Francisco. So think before you do this. Think before you do this. Sunshine is not that damn good. Zach Wilson is not that damn good. But think one thing I will say that at least Sunshine has, at the very least, played against NFL caliber talent. This dude at BYU independently, and they play some trash teams. Okay, trash. Yeah, I'm about to say, yeah, Zach Wilson kind of looks like Jimmy Mann's lost love child or something out there. <laughs> but like I said, if you go back to the heavy hitters at the end of the season, I've said this before. I said, don't be surprised if Zach Wilson goes number one overall. Mm-hmm. Because, mm-hmm. like I said, because the only time anybody really ever talked about Trevor Lawrence in the last three months was his pro day. Outside of that, you really don't hear nothing out of him. Now, I might go out on a limb of saying that, but don't be surprised. I'm, I'm just, I, I, I wish you case down my bad. Um, but I'm just, I'm just not blown away about any of these quarterbacks. This is probably one of the worst quarterbacks 
draft and I was like, I don't believe in sunshine. When I, when I see him, like the only thing that I've seen him in college is him. Um, he, he has the ability to play under center and um, in a shotgun. So I'll give him that. Um, that's something that Justin Fields don't do. Um, I just like Justin Fields incredibly inconsistent. Um, he stares at the rush a little bit too much. Um, you look at Zach Wilson, he's incredibly inconsistent with his passes. When he's on, he makes some beautiful throws, but that's when he's on. He's not very consistent with his throws. Um, Trey Lance is a guy. How many games did he play in his entire career, Kevin? Uh, 17. 17 games in his entire in his career. Let's think about that for a second. You want this guy to be your NFL quarterback that's going to lead a franchise. We're talking about a franchise of men, and you got NFL guys that in the NFL that have played 17 games in one year, and he played 17 games total in his collegiate career. That as a starting quarterback, as a starting quarterback, See. I'm not blown away by any of this crap. Give me Kevin Munn. If I'm if I'm going to be real, I'm drafting a, a guy. I'm drafting Trevor Lawrence, and I'm dra- I'm drafting Kevin Munn in the first round. I don't believe in any of those quarterbacks. I don't believe in any of them. I believe in Kevin Munn before I believe uh, before Wilson and um. What's the name of field? Like, I don't believe in them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I, I was about to say, um, I disagree on you to the point that said this is the worst quarterback draft. Can't nobody get worse than that 2013 quarterback class. That was the worst quarterback class I've ever seen. <laughs> what was that? EJ Manuel with Christian Hackenberg and all them wow. boys. That was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. And, and what a lot of people know when you say about Keller Mund, he didn't say he would draft Keller Mund in the first round. He said he would draft him. He had but more confidence I, in him. Yes, I, I have more confidence in him. I say first round. I have him. I have more confidence in him as a quarterback more so than he's at. We're talking about Zach Wilson. You guys on potential alone. Like when you look at him, if he gets in the right system, feels if he gets in the right system, if he learns how to throw a damn accurate ball, um, in intermediate balls like underneath, um, like when you look at Justin Field, he he's very inconsistent underneath. Yeah, he throws a pretty accurate ball, um, a deep accurate ball, but outside of that, he's not very consistent. And in the NFL, teams like. Um, like defensive coordinators like uh, Todd Bowles, Dean Pease, uh, Don Martindale, these guys are not going to sit back and just let you throw the ball deep. They're going to send the house. They're going to make sure that you do that. So you're going to have to make those short intermediate routes. All they can do is miss coverages, send blitzes. Zone blitzes is how you confuse young quarterbacks. They don't, He's not used to seeing that. And like he's not used to seeing that in college. I think – even he has about the same amount, if not a, a little bit more. He played two seasons, so I think he's about 20 games or so. Uh, Justin Fields, like he hasn't seen – he hasn't been – you know, he hasn't played in a lot of games as a starting quarterback. It's like last year was his, his most game he uh, – not last year, but the year before, it's like the, uh, the most that he played as a starting quarterback. We're talking about starting quarterback. Like even going back to high school, he, he started – 
Um, he only played like two years. He only started uh, two years in high school, and high school ball was a quarterback. So it's like Justin Fields has so many red flags when it comes down to being a quarterback. I'm not talking about an athlete you can just plug in and run the goddamn wildcat all damn day. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about actual quarterback where you have to think, look at um, film. You got to look at the different blitzes. You got to look at the, the, you know, your opponents, what they're doing, what their tendencies are. Like these are the things you got to look at as far as being a quarterback concerned. And he just doesn't have that. He doesn't have that experience. No. Well, I, 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 like I said, I'll give my take on all four of the quarterbacks. Like I said, mm-hmm. all the quarterbacks do have potential, but like you said, they're the one, the one consistent thing that nobody talks about with all four of these quarterbacks is that they cannot slide or shit. The only reason why I say that is if you look at a lot of the film that they have, these quarterbacks be trying to run people over. Um, Oh, like I said, we see what happens to guys that kind of try. Like I said, if anybody see sunshine try to run your ass, or you think somebody going to take that to heart. Mm -hmm. Now, where Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, where they're, they're, they're kind of, I ain't going to say red flags, but the concerns with those two is going to be the competition. We just going to keep, but it's just going to be the competition. Uh, like I said, it's just something about, something about, it's just something about that. Cause you got to remember North Dakota state runs the Carolina Cam Newton offense. That's the offense they run, which is power, power runs and throwing the ball deep. That's what they do. Now, Zach Wilson may be more so the more complete quarterback as far as throws, short, intermediate, and deep in this mm-hmm. class. But he but sometimes he gets it he gets in, in his own way by trying to throw off his back foot half the time. Mm-hmm. I don't want him tearing his arm up. Right. Now Justin Fields issue more so, like you said, it's Planting that shotgun and having the Byron left which release. That's what his problem is. is he got that Byron left which release. What exactly you, do you mean by that? What about what about the Byron left with exactly what you mean by that? Which means he he he, he, he you could take a nap before he throw the ball. <laughs> <That's what I mean>. <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, you, it, like at the end of the day, with these quarterbacks, it's just going to depend on the system. You have to have the system. Uh-huh. Every quarterback is a. We have to remember, every quarterback is a system player. Right. That's how you succeed. And if you're in a same system for ten plus years, you have a better chance of succeeding. Now, if your ass is switching from system to system to system every two years, um. It'll hurt you. That what happened with Alex Smith. Remember, Alex, when Alex Smith got drafted ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Remember, Alex Smith went through seven offensive coordinators in seven years. Whew. Wow. That's a lot of studying you got to do for different stuff. hmm So, and then, like you said, and Ricky Gaines said it right here. And we, another question we got asked: Are they a product of the players around them? Oh, that's a great, that's they, a great comment. That's a that's a that's another thing. 
But it's all going. But at the end of the day, it's all just going to depend on what what type of system are they going to get drafted in. So, like I said, I ain't gonna say I ain't gonna say this is the worst quarterback draft class. This has been. This may be as far as um, name wise and recognition wise, maybe one of the best we have seen in a long time. But like I said, just just don't think don't think that all these quarterbacks are perfect. Cause that is how you get hurt. That's how your feelings get hurt. Yeah, I just don't see anybody going past. Like, I, I, I just think it's a big mistake. I think it's a huge mistake to take Zach Wilson and the first three. I'm just going to be honest, man. I just don't believe in them. Like I said, I could end up being wrong, but just I, I can't get past a quarterback with the lack of it's just the talent. He's not playing anybody. That, like that's a huge like, like that's a huge plus. That's a huge uh negative when you got a quarterback. We're talking about a quarterback who hasn't played against you know elite talent, played in the independent. We're talking about independent league. So these guys, they what they did, they 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 handpicked their talent, they handpicked their schedule. That's a problem. And I know a lot of people say, like, uh, you know, every school for the most part, every school doesn't necessarily like they. What what happens is, and we probably, you know, going a little left as far as like college and how they deal with it. Um, most of the big colleges they play big college because they know it's like the TV schedules and whatnot. The TV, TV schedules, uh, it dictates who they want. So they want the big matchups. And teams like Georgia is going to play Alabama. Alabama is going to play Auburn. Auburn is going to play, you know, like Alabama. We're going to see those big time. We're going to see these big time schools playing big time schools. But with BYU, you got Notre Dame. These guys are going to handpick their guys because it's all about, you know, like they want to make sure their school look as good as possible because they like it's all about their, um, you know, their image. So they want to handpick the sorriest teams they know they can be so they can end up 12 and 0 at the end of the season. And it's just based on them being BYU, based on them being Notre Dame, they're gonna be inside, you know, the top 25. They're handpicking. Go ahead. Go ahead. I already know. <laughs> I'm glad you said Notre Dame because um I think we've already kind of noticed that with Notre Dame, they always end up in the top four every year and always get blown out in the playoffs against actual good teams. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. The only reason why they put them in that spotlight like that is because that's the highest grossing TV deal type school in the country. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's nice. it. That's that's really it. Like that's that's really it. That's really it. And we'll get a little bit, uh, a couple more questions. If you guys got a little bit, uh, a couple more questions, we'll answer a couple more questions. Um, what are your thoughts on twenty one? I haven't really seen the the schedules. I really have. Have you seen the schedules? I haven't seen them. I haven't seen. 
the full schedule. I've seen it before, but I, I have to look at it again. Okay. I haven't really seen the schedules, but. Okay. Um, so it says we got the NFC East and the AFC East this year. Oh, 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 man. We going 19 and 0. <laughs> we got the NFC East. Oh, we going 19. We're going to beat them nine times in a row. How about that? Now, um, <laughs> are we going against the NFC East? Like, I'm. Um, I know the Giants have made some moves, but outside the Giants, man, it's like that division, the Cowboys, eh, Cowboys are the Cowboys. We can beat them. I'm not really scared of them. Um, I mean, who the heck is afraid of Philadelphia? We're talking about Philadelphia. We're talking about it. They got oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Fly Eagles for life. He was in here early. He was talking about they, they just found their backup quarterback. You need to worry about a, a, a starting quarterback. <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking That's about the backup. Cool. Did you hear who their backup quarterback is? No Flacco. I yes. know. <laughs> Yo, Flacco? Wacko Flacco? Bruh. You should have kept that to yourself, bro. <laughs> Joe Flacco. You happy about Joe Flacco? No, he was no, he was depressed. Oh, <laughs> he was depressed. <laughs> he called my him bad, Joe. He, he, he called oh. him Joe Fluco. That's what he called him. Oh my bad. Oh Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm. I, Lord Jesus. I, I'm I'm sending a prayer for you, bro. I'm praying for you. I am praying for you. The Washington football team, good. Yeah, that defense good, but they still don't have a quarterback. They don't have a quarterback. So like. That whole East, man, it's like the Falcons are going to play a – they're going to play a losing – they're going to uh, they're gonna have a losing schedule for the most part. So they're going to play the worst team in each each division. Um, so I, I honestly expect um, no – I really don't expect no less than six wins this year. I, don't, I think just based on the schedule alone and the Falcons, the talent that they have, um, I, I see six wins plus. Easy, just based on the schedule itself. I see six wins at the very least. What you think about the schedule? It's like just based on that alone. It's like we haven't really had a chance to look at it, but based on uh, we know that they're going to play a last place schedule. What are you? What are your predictions? Everybody, let us know what your predictions is for this season. Also in the comments. <laughs> I'm a kind of. I'm a kind of. I'm gonna kind of one up you on that, and I say I don't expect no less than seven wins. Okay, yeah. Now, is that is like I said that both of those predictions would be an improvement from what we were this past season, but we also have to look at the history and how this team kind of operates, especially with these going against these weak ass teams, because sometimes we play down to the competition. Now, Arthur Smith. Like I said, if he bring he brings that mentality stuff, they probably won't be doing that. Mm-hmm. So we gotta look at it from that total, from that aspect. Like I said, I'll say about seven, seven mm-hmm. wins at least. At but least remember, it ain't sixteen games no more. It's seventeen games. Seventeen, yeah, yeah. And I saw Santana asked about how how we felt about March Madness so far. Hey. I'm going to tell you, this year's March Madness shows you that the teams that actually has players that's willing to stay are the ones that's winning. Yep. Chemistry. That's it's all chemistry. about chemistry. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Like you said, the one 
Oh, 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 oh. They just hating on the boy. I just gotta be hating on the G, hating, hating on the G. See, much man to see the NCAA with that bull crap already. They don't want the man to be. They don't want your boy to be great. <laughs> how, how they gonna do? How they gonna do? Just cut him off. This is double like already hating on the G. Come on, bro. My, my, my bad. Um, what you call it? Uh, former friend called me talking about y'all need to stop. <laughs> former friend, did yeah, former friend did that one. I'm gonna put the blame on him on that one. Oh man, former friend. <laughs> He's like, hey, the way I call him former friend. So, but back when I was about to preach, um. Like I said, March Madness showed you that teams that have juniors and seniors, especially when you have time off like they did, because remember, they didn't have a March Madness tournament last year. Mm-hmm. And then they played limited games this year. So that junior, senior type chemistry is overtaking these one and done schools. Mm-hmm. Like I said, so- like I said, Georgia Tech lost to Loyola of Chicago, but we forget Loyola Chicago was in the final was in the final eight yeah. the last yeah. tournament. So somebody said somebody used the Falcons <laughs> used my stimulus check to sign Mike Davis. <laughs> Leave, leave Mike. Leave that man alone. <laughs> Just trust. <laughs> Trust the process, people. You know, we're gonna be we're gonna be signing these little one year one year two ease little small things, you know, for you know, because that's all we can do right about now. But on that note, people, let's go ahead and wrap it on up. Wrap it on up. Look, mm-hmm. that man is still trying to give us his language, and we just don't man, understand I- it. Man, you gotta spell F Y C V H B. Is that even a word, bro? <laughs> he, he said, said Google it. I saw English when he said oh, Google it. Oh, he no, he was no, no, no. He said earlier he's actually typing in lyrics to a Japanese song. Oh, it's one of them J pop songs or something. I don't know. Oh, okay. okay. I, I recognize a couple of them words like Nagusame, Kara, Kikaki, Wo, Koreata. Nah, I can't do it. Stop. <laughs> I don't know what you just said. I don't know either. That sounds so wrong <laughs> already. <laughs> Google, right, Google Translate. Hold on. I, I might Google Translate this while y'all talk, making sure no, he... Man, no, no, we're not doing that. We got to end. Please, please. But um, let's go ahead and get to this two point, two points. Get up out of here because uh, we have a full week plus we an additional show. Like we yes. really are locked in with special guests this week, as well as yeah. uh an upcoming one. I don't know if you want to announce that one yet, so you confirm it. But we got mm-hmm. some heavy hitters. Yeah. Got some heavy yeah. hitters coming up. Absolutely. So um Tori, I'm gonna butcher her name, but Mick Mick Haney. McHaney from The Athletic. She will be here on Thursday at 7 p.m. with us. Um, I will be interviewing her for Women's History Month or whatever you want to call it. So just highlighting because we haven't had a lady on the show as of yet. 
to talk mm -hmm. about these Falcons, but she she um she is former uh she's a Georgia Tech writer, K Styles. She's former uh MLB <laughs> for the Braves, as well as she also did UGA as well. Um the nation, the uh dog nation. So she's now with the athletics. She is covering the Atlanta Falcons uh full time now. So she's gonna come on and give her opinions about um what she think about you know terry's moves and everything uh of course you know we can't get enough about talking about the draft and what's going on with the falcons so she'll mm -hmm. be here thursday as well as mike we have aaron freeman aaron freeman yes it's a long time coming everybody been wanting this to happen so aaron freeman will be here friday i don't know what time yet falcons profit falcons profit will bless afn yes Yes. Um, and what's the topic on lunch tomorrow? We are talking about this. Um, what is this man's name? Derek. Is his name Derek? Oh, dog, my Derek Jackson and that whole thing. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> oh, we're, we are getting into that topic about people that ain't living the life that they preach. Hey, you know, you are some I'm gonna keep it brief, people, but lunch exchange tomorrow at 8 p.m. Type in Lust Exchange or you'll see it broadcast on Matt Mike's network too. But mm -hmm. we're getting in on this because this man been preaching. He supposed to be this guru for the women, how to be a perfect man and everything. And he is cheating. His whole wife came on the show with a bunnet on and everything. And Woo! you know, we're going to get into that. This, this is football, but. I about to say this one of them shows that I might need to be on at the beginning. You probably uh, yeah, end up yeah, you're gonna probably cause we going in on this topic. I'm telling you. Yeah, yes, we are I talking to, about I, I, all I, of that. I need to we talking about we're talking about Steve Harvey, everybody that put on that facade about how women and men should act and how this we're getting into those topics mm -hmm. tomorrow. So Ooh, that's tomorrow at 8 p.m. Um, on Lust Exchange and Matt Mike Sports. And then last but not least, I don't know if you want to announce Monday, but we can wait on that, I guess, until you yeah, come we'll out. Yeah, we wait on that. Oh, okay, yeah. so we have a special, special guest coming up soon. Mm -hmm. What's up, K-Styles? Backsliding, that's right, Jay, so, <laughs> job, you talk. Hey, I about to say I I'd um I'd have found out where he did what 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 he's talking about. That dude with the unnecessary letters in his name is it is actually a song. So I okay. I, I just typed in some cups letters. So it's actual song. Yeah, hey, I, okay. I, I, just got, I just got the confirmation. All Miss Maggie has to do right now is hit his email up. So God damn it, oh, my little goodness. sign in the back went down. I don't got excited about this. God damn it. Technical difficulties, people. What yeah. is going on? What is going it's, on today? It's going. I don't on. know. Everything's breaking up. We broke. Yeah, it's we going, broke. It's going down. Need need. Look, man. This is why we need the super test. We need help. We broke around this mug, man. Please we help. Broke. Please. Help my ass ain't. Hold on. Let me hide. But, um, Let's see. I don't need my ass. You're not gonna super chat. I ain't cause she got her. Damn. <laughs> it's all in the damn camera shit. I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. I'll say this. Um. <laughs> Let's say this. All right, I, I'll kind of break the news right here. All right, so you Please guys, break the news. I'm excited. I'm excited um, about this one. We have, we have. <laughs> go, go. Oh man, hey man, look. Um, <laughs> we have 
a member of the 98 Super Bowl team, the legend, one of the greatest wide receivers in Falcons history. <laughs> Yeah, I don't even see my ass another day. No, this ain't that type of show, people. Hey, man. <laughs> she do it for Luscious Chase, so it's not for this show. So you tune in tomorrow. You <laughs> That's all you're getting. And <laughs> hey, you got that. Oh, yeah, I got that UGA. <laughs> anyway, go ahead and announce the. Uh, hey, man, the we, got, we got the legend, man. We got the legend himself, man. One of the greatest wide receivers. In the history of the Falcons organization, we got Terrence Mathis coming on Monday, kicking it with K Styles. So, uh, man, I'm, I'm I can't wait for that one. So, Terrence Mathis, we got the great Terrence Mathis coming on the show yes. Monday. Uh, come kick it with K Styles and Terrence Mathis, man. So, check us out. Yes, yes. So, come with your questions, people. Be ready because. Uh, He's ready. He's excited. Mm -hmm. We need that. Yes. Need what? What are you talking about? <laughs> they talking about your ass. That's what they talking oh. about. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Hey, That's man, what in the world? What the heck is going on here? <laughs> they don't yeah, got, got excited. I got excited. My shit falling down. I'm shaking on the camera. <laughs> what is going on? Hey, but um, yeah, he is coming, people. So y'all be ready for it. Yes. Yes, absolutely. We got Terrence Mathis, man. He gonna bless us with his presence, man. The goat himself, the Atlanta Falcons, the, the legend, the goat, the no. goat, the goat. And right, we so. are definitely working on grabbing some more. Like we've really been mm -hmm. in everybody's DMs since this off season. It's like y'all ain't got nothing else to do. Hey. I actually <laughs> talked to Mad Mike. I said I want Chuck Smith back. To be honest. Okay. Oh, yeah, man. We, let, look, man. We got. We gonna get Chuck oh, back on him, man. We got oh, oh, triple G. I already talked about Star Wars. Oh, oh, yes. yeah. oh, we already. We trying. Trust me. We trying to do that too. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, look. If that if that is a possibility, it's gonna be a war in the chat. If that's a possibility, what's that? If we can get mm -hmm. Matt Ryan on the show, oh boy, Man, boy. Matt Ryan, oh, we, we ain't got Matt Ryan money. Exactly. <laughs> he don't want no Popeyes got, chicken boxes. We got Ryan Leaf money. We ain't got Matt Ryan money. <laughs> Ryan, no, we got Ryan Matthews money, not Matt Ryan. Lord, but yes, y'all tune in to that. So he confirmed. I'm excited. Yeah, one, one. What's your two-point conversion, Kickstars? No, oh, we haven't talked about Kevin Samuels either. Let me write that down. Kevin Samuels. Oh, Kevin Samuels been in the news a lot lately. They let these women go. Okay, my two-point conversion is um, <laughs> this is gonna go. This is gonna go to the NBA trade deadline. Uh oh. And this is going to the Boston Celtics. Um, I might do a little cursing here. What in the flying <laughs> fuck? Y'all talking oh, about y'all want John Collins? Yeah. And we yeah, want Joe Brown. But they said they wanted Trey Young, um, Kevin Herter, DeAndre Hunter, and fucking Bobon Bodanovich, and Jalen and John and John Collins for Jalen Brown. 
What? <laughs> they want our players when we winning, but they damn sure didn't want us when we was losing. That's what I'm saying. Speaking of losing, I'm so man. But hey, we got a tough um road game ahead. Man, so. We got the West Coast road trip, but that, that, that's yeah. gonna be that, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a road trip. That's a 500 road mm-hmm. trip right there. It yeah. always is for the Hawks. It's always it. Yeah. Um, I, I, I ain't I ain't expected no five and one road trip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like Ted before the guy said, the Celtics done lost their damn mind. They think they're gonna get John Collins, Trey Young, DeAndre Hunter, Kevin Herter for uh Jalen Brown. I lost your goddamn mind. Lost your mind. They done went and dug up there. What about Lavar? Huh. Y'all heard about that? Oh, talking about Lonzo? Oh, they're talking about they want Cam Reddish for Lonzo? See, I, I, I haven't given up on Cam. I'm not giving up. A lot of people have given up on Cam, but I haven't gave up on Cam. Mm-hmm. See, but the only issue is with that, see, now you taking, you're taking minutes away from Herder and Hunter with that, with that move. Because let's be real, Lonzo is, is a point guard, but he's really a two. He's really with his size. He is a two. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I don't know. Like I said, but it, it doesn't surprise me with that because the way that uh, DeAndre Hunter is playing, and then like I said, you got Gallinari playing well now. You got Bogdanovich playing well. My MVP of this team right now, Nathan Knight, is playing well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, de- yeah. So this is going out to Lloyd Pierce. You stupid motherfucker. <laughs> this is why you got fired. Because you didn't play this guy. If he wasn't going to play, well, at least let him play himself out of minutes. Don't have him have one good game and then just sit the rest out. This is why Nate McMillan's been successful. He's playing guys that are hot. He's playing guys that fit the rotation. Sure, they lost last, sure they lost the last game. But you're going against a top Western Conference team. Right, that's a good team. So, like I said, I'm like I said, I'm not even going to fault it for that. But Jalen Brown, no. Lonzo Ball, no. no I don't know why I said Lavar, Lonzo. Technically, it would be Lavar Ball because he's going to be talking a whole <laughs> lot of shit. <laughs> see, but, but, see, but here's the thing about LeVar Ball that, uh, like I said, and I support LeVar. Like I said, I'm down with LeVar Ball because the thing that he did was he was a father that was in his son's life, had confidence in him to be in the NBA. And you know what? I know why he's in my head. Isn't he training to fight or something? Y'all one heard of, about one that? Of, what, one of them celebrity fights or something? Yeah, I think so. I'm look. Okay. That's yeah. Lord, yeah. yeah. So, like I said, this team is cool right now. You don't need to trade nobody. Mm-hmm. Don't do it now. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. But, no, but, my two, but, but like I said, my two, my two point conversion basically going to be like, like I said, we appreciate everybody tuning in on the show. Like I said, you follow just the just case style channel um like i said i am now 782 away from a thousand so (laughs) we
we're doing it one day at a time and i appreciate everybody like i said i appreciate afn the whole fam everybody in the chat for messing with me and but no to Jalen brown <laughs> you just had to say that <laughs> and i agree with you right there our team is getting healthy and we actually still haven't had everybody at their full potential yet. We got um Chris. I think Chris. They've been talking about he might be coming back mm-hmm. soon. And we it, ain't even seen it, what it he can do. But see, the thing is, I I could kind of see Chris Dunn kind of getting traded because we ain't played him all year, and it's gonna be kind of hard to get. Yeah, it's gonna get hard to. because even Kevin, even even um Tony Snell in the start lineup has been working well for him. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. That's going to be something happening. It's going to be something happening. We just don't. I I, I we doubt don't. it. Really. We did the number one move when we got rid of Lloyd Pitt. That was a, that was the best move they made all season. Mm-hmm. I got in text DMs. He didn't answer back. Uh, ta- oh, Tag ain't coming on this show. He yeah, probably watched this ain't show. On here. Hell yeah. no. Can we get John Harris in here with a Matt Ryan film breakdown? Who the hell is John Harris? Who's John Harris? You gotta let us know who that is. We ain't talking about your cousin who got a YouTube channel. I don't know who the hell that is. See, see this is exactly why we won't get tack over there. He took Devon said, if we get tat, we roasting his ass. <laughs> and, then, and, and this will be him and Reggie will be the main one leading the charge. <laughs> With me and Mike. <laughs> me, me, Mike, Devon, and damn fucking Reggie gonna goddamn kill this dude on. <laughs> yeah, Tony Snell is a big shocker, and he's not missing. And this man is. See, he playing his role. He's a three and D guy. That's his role. Absolutely. He 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 he's putting most of his focus on the defense. And that's the oh, one. somebody from the Facebook group. Like, look, we got two. Look, we got over oh, we almost twenty so k. We have twenty k yeah. people in that group, so it's hard to keep up with everybody's <laughs> name. Unless you waving yourself, hey, it's me, John. Like, I look, <laughs> we apologize. I. We got a lot, a lot of y'all of in our group. <laughs> a lot of y'all on YouTube. Like, we can't keep up with everything. We really can't. So, you know, hit us up. You know, you can message me if he's somebody that want to j- jump on. He is more than welcome. And I appreciate him to give me a little subscribe. Look at me getting some subscribers in here. I appreciate y'all. I'm going to go ahead and just plug myself on in since we, you know. <laughs> um, Miss Maggie T. That's, how, that's my two point. Just Get me to uh 400. I'm really just trying to do my thing in this YouTube thing. It's new to me, and I appreciate y'all just taking the time out to listen to my news and updates with the Falcons, Braves, Hawks, um, Atlanta United. I might, you know, I ain't gonna lie. I don't follow them that much, so probably won't be too much of that. Maybe some breaking news stuff for that, but that probably more for me. Maybe some UGA stuff. I'm just letting y'all know about the UGA. So go ahead and you know plug that in, K Styles. But oh, that's all I got. The tune in my show. Through. Yeah. 
So tune in to my show tomorrow, Let's Exchange at 8. And that's all I got. I want to hold y'all time up a little bit more, longer. So that's it for me, people. Appreciate y'all. Yeah, hell, I couldn't do no tech video this year because after week six, we got hit with yeah, all. Y'all was damn suspended. At, well, you no, know, opting oh, out. We had to, we had to deal with the COVID situation from the mm -hmm. other team, so we lost like we we ended up not playing like four or five games because yeah. of that. They just said, "Fuck, it, we just gonna end the season." I'm gonna go hit up uh, Vic Beasley. Like, what's up, Vic? You want? <laughs> oh, hey, go ahead, hit everybody oh, you can. You can hit the damn Atlanta Falcon water boy for all I care. <laughs> what you got, Mike? Hey, I ain't got much. They need to get the hell up out of here. That's what they need to do. Damn. Well, damn. Just, 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 I, hey, man, I'm, just I'm just bullshitting. Damn. All right. Look, just please. All right. We appreciate everybody for continuously supporting us, man. Um, Like I said before, while we got guys like Matt Carey that come on the show, and I know yeah, a lot of people, of course, of course a lot of people that don't really care. Girl, would you stop damn twerking? What the damn twerking you doing? What is up with you? I'm laughing at the comments. All right. Please pay attention to me. Can I be in a good mood, people? Mm -hmm. Up there twerking. That's why they going crazy in the damn chat. They going crazy up there twerking. You know what, Mike? Stop watching me. How about that? <laughs> Keep your eyes <laughs> to self, sir. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button and let them find it. All right. We try well, to make sure y'all make sure, make sure hit this one right quick. All right. All right. <laughs> see, damn, you see what I'm talking about? A a anime, anime now. We, 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 <laughs> done about, we done talked about this already. <laughs> see, look. Already I'm trying to get some subscribers. Subscribe to Miss Maggie T's channel. Let me put my uh, link in the you chat. Put your cash app on there. They're going to cash app your ass. Some shit. Oh, sh you know what? My cash app, I should put in there. Put me some donations. <laughs> throw a dub out there, man. Throw her yeah, dub yeah, Throw a dub on, on, on there for Miss Maggie T. All right. Hit on cash up. app. Miss Maggie T. Throw a dub. I changed it. Hey, Maggie. But the thing is, it, they do that. You gotta hit them with the phone sex operator voice. Oh, oh. You know. no! You gotta go. You know, you gotta get. You gotta go to Lust Exchange to get that. that. You gonna get that on Lust Exchange. Hey, look, <laughs> hey, look, hey, look Myra Jackson, man, we appreciate you, man. They, they said, they said he said he don't even watch ESPN no more. Hey, appreciate, no, you. appreciate you. Appreciate you. Oh. We definitely appreciate it. Yeah, yeah y'all acting crazy tonight. <laughs> but let's go ahead and end it out. Get uh, Miss Maggie a lunch. I'm just playing, y'all. Appreciate y'all for real. But no, seriously, seriously, this donations goes to whatever y'all donate to the channel. Whoever's Cash App, whoever you know, it's going towards, um, you know, just making us who we are today. So we can invite Matt Ryan to the show, you know, because he don't want no broke show. He won't, you know, a luxury show. We got to give him a hundred dollars or something. See, he won't he won't pop a dose and root Chris. We ain't got that. <laughs> we'll meet him at Papa Do's and sit down and have a live show with Matt Ryan at Papa <laughs> Exactly. But yeah, seriously, yeah. Every donation, you know, we joking. I put my cash app in there, but we're just joking. You know what I'm saying? Like, you want to donate, please, you know, it's great, but it's definitely going to a great cause because it's like we got a lot coming. For the new season, 
Um, we're trying to do giveaways. It's, it's a lot that um, Atlanta Falcons Nation is trying to do in this new season because you guys have been wonderful, and we're about to be at a thousand, so we can go ahead and get monetized and stuff. So we could be making some money. Absolutely, you know, we appreciate y'all. All right, but let's go ahead and end it. Even with go that, ahead and drop that stimmy, Grizzy. Go ahead and drop that stimmy. Even with that, even with that. All right, <laughs> the donations that you guys. Like the anything that you donate to the channel will go back into. This is why we had a Mad Mike membership, and we're soon to have the AFN membership. It goes into all right. We're gonna have a lot of giveaways. So everybody who's a member of the channel, man, um, we're gonna have some things coming, and we're gonna give away some gift cards. We're gonna give away a lot of stuff. So mm -hmm. um, trust me. Everything is going to go back into giving back to all of you guys. All right. How about this? All this is a good yeah. idea that I think Jew, because um he got his thousand follower. Whoever's mm -hmm. that thousand follower will probably be the first person to get the first prize. I mm -hmm. think who Absolutely. gets a lot of Falcons Nation to that thousand. So you got to screenshot it if you clicking on it and you get us there. You got a screenshot and let us know because we're going to have something special for you, okay? Mm -hmm. So go ahead and hit that subscribe on Atlanta Falcons Nation. If you're watching on Matt Mike Sports, just go on over there and find us. We appreciate you guys, but we're going to go ahead and rise up out of here. Stay style. You Stay ain't got to go home, but you got to get the hell out of here. <laughs> <laughs> appreciate y'all. Peace. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs>